Welcome, everyone, to episode 15 of Too Optimistic. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm your host, Manisha. And we are so excited. We have such an amazing guest on today. Please welcome Ms. Emily Poulin, founder and host of Veggies Before Noon, VBN. Emily, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. I was going to say thank you, girls, so much for having me. I feel honored to be a guest on your show. And this is the first time I've been a guest. So it feels really nice to be on the side of the mic and to have you girls interview me. It'll be really fun. We are, I think, so excited to have you on more than many reasons because I find out of the saloon people we have gotten to know, you have been someone who has such a good lookout on life and just so much energy to offer. And I feel like anyone who is in your presence, just their mood completely changes and shifts. Yes. Yes. That's always been how you've been known Mm -hmm. is you've just been so like outgoing and so fun and everyone's always happy around you. Exactly. So, I mean, that's a, that's one thing to say is that we know you from the saloon Mm -hmm. as we call it. Um, I think we've known each (laughs) other. I love that. (laughs) When did we meet? 2013? Uh, yeah, um, 2013, 2013, actually, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Wow. So tell us about VBN. How did you, when did you start VBN? So I officially launched the podcast Veggie Before Noon in March. I actually did it as a school project because it was on my mind and I knew I wanted to do a podcast and I had this last term assignment and it was basically like up to us to do any kind of form that we wanted to do. So whether it was a paper, a poster, a blog, and I asked my teacher, can I do a podcast? And he was like, I've never like listened to a podcast or had anyone do that before, but I don't see why not as long as I can access it and you mm-hmm. follow the criteria, then I don't see a problem. And I was like, okay, awesome. And it was a really cool course. Mm-hmm. And he, it basically was us picking a topic on a controversial issue and I chose plant-based diets being better for the environment and I interviewed professionals and people who worked in the agricultural sector a dietitian who was a strictly vegan dietitian and um, a couple other people and it was really cool and then it just really pushed me to do the podcast and launch it and since then I've just been kind of like chipping away at it. So that's the main main um topic of your podcast then is is sustainability yes so my yeah so when i first launched the podcast i didn't know well i knew i wanted to call it veggies before noon and it just kind of was happened that um i know the name's kind of random but it just so happened that my i love the name thank you that my topic was on vegetables and i think that when i launched it that way people were like or plant-based diets people kind of associate the two being together and the theme but the veggies are really just my way of explaining um like you know how you eat vegetables for your health well this is like my Mm -hmm. version of health for your mind like just having good conversations um awakening the soul nourishing yourself with just Mm -hmm. like happy good thoughts and substance conversations and just things that are going to help the world as opposed to just um yeah what we do for our body for health i want to think about what we do for our mind for health and the people and the planet and just our lifestyles right i love the deep like back peel of the name because i know we we were we thought your name was super cute and unique and i feel like that's something really good when you have like a podcast name it's so you just wouldn't hear it anywhere else, in, in my opinion. So that's why I love it. And it has like such a unique little niche. 
So yeah, I'm I'm so about it. Thank you. So catchy. Um, Emily's podcast was actually um one of the main factors why we started a podcast or some mm-hmm. oh, a reason why like we based ours off of your success and we're like that's so cool like <laughs> she's got the she's got the best like graphics and name like mm-hmm. we, we gotta be like her it really encouraged us just because dan and i always had the idea but never really put the action meets thought kind of thing wow mm-hmm. that's my university's um thing <laughs> i just realized <laughs> Um, anyway, but, um, and we saw Emily's podcast and how she was doing it. And it's so, it's so, um, perfect for her and I love it. And it just really pushed us. We're like, we should, we should do this. Like if Em's doing it, we could do it. Like we just, it gave us the push we needed. And I don't know if you knew that, but it, it was awesome. And we loved that. <laughs> I, love that. I was so happy when the girls called me and you're like, we want to start a podcast. What did you do? who did your graphic, all that stuff. It was so mm-hmm. fun. I love being that you girls did it too. I think it's so cool. And I love the name too optimistic and the little brand that you have for yourselves being <laughs> calling us the optimistic thing. That's so cute. It's so funny. Cause I remember <laughs> we had like a chat with you and we're like, what do we do? What do we do for our name? Like we were so distraught and like, we're, we're like, we're never going to think of a cool name. Like veggies before noon is so cool. Yeah. Like we're never going to think of something like that. And yeah, then, like, what a brand. Yeah. Like, she's got it. Yeah. But, like, she's <laughs> so happy. You. A lot of brainstorm time. Yeah. It actually took us, the, that was the longest thing we had to do was figure out our name. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. honestly think the name itself, we kind of sat there and looked at each other. And I don't know which one of us, like, said the names. I think we literally had two, the number two as an idea mm-hmm. for something with, mm-hmm. uh, um, like, another part to it. And then just optimistic. Like, we're like, we're going optimistic. And then we're like, too optimistic? And then it just, like, <laughs> yes. blew into it. That's so good. But, I love uh, what, so what are your... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what are your long-time goals then for, or long-term goals for VBN? Like, what is your, what do you see the future of it? Yeah. So I am still just really like excited to get started. I feel like it has, hasn't even like, I don't know, hit me yet that I'm doing this and it's becoming something. Um, it really just started for me wanting to build a place or a platform for me to take what I'm learning from school and put out there into the world find like-minded people, help um, spread some interesting information about things that are going on in the world, how we can make it a better place, and just to form a community. And so I feel like that's just my goal. Like I just want to form some sort of community, some sort of tribe that feels the same way that I do, has the same opinions, wants to have conversations. Um, I want to use my platform to just spread that awareness. And mm-hmm. my long-term goals, like I have a lot of big dreams with it. I don't know if I you should love it. but right now definitely just focus on continuing to find people who I want to have on the show and make sure that other people are feeling heard and that if they have questions I can answer them because I also have an Instagram page going on so I try to create content and I ask people that are following me like what do you guys want to hear about do you want to learn about reducing your waist do you want to hear about issues around fast fashion or just like ocean pollution do you want to hear about um, with the Black Lives Matter movement was going on, I was trying to mm-hmm. find people to come on my show then to to kind of like hear their perspective and give them a voice. And yeah, so I'm just trying to continue to do that. And I'm still in school. I'm in my last semester right now. So That's it's so a full time job. Yeah, <laughs> it is exciting. But we love, we love the brand behind it. it. And we're so excited for you and where it's going to go. 
Um, yes, Emily's a woman of the people. She's a woman she of the people. She's got big things. Big things. Yeah. Yeah, it's been hard trying to find out, like, how I can bridge my love of personal growth and self-care and being really healthy and active. And then also with like my passion for the environment mm -hmm. and protecting what I like the nature part of what I love. And I feel like veggies before noon is just a holistic sustainability approach. So it's not just what we do to take care of ourselves, but how that has a ripple effect into the other people that we spend time with and their lives mm -hmm. and then also the planet. So yeah. So make sure you guys right. go follow Emily on her veggies before new yes. instagram her podcast subscribe leave a comment you know help her out because she yeah. deserves it um and extremely informative extremely informative um and the other reason that we really um i think we talked about prior to was vbn having such an impact through a i want to say monumental but a, a a learning experience from you and and what that was mm -hmm. yeah definitely so i um, 2019 was like a big year for me. I, at the end of the year, I ended up breaking up with my boyfriend at the time and I had my grandma pass away and my grandma passed. And when she did, I, I basically like realized that I'm not going to get to do everything I want to do in this life, but I have mm -hmm. an opportunity to make it the best life that I could possibly live and to be my best self, to live every day to the fullest and to just be grateful for what I have and what I can do with it and to build a really happy life. That's like my goal at the time and mm -hmm. it still is. And so when I was in that transition, I realized that the relationship that I was in wasn't going to get me there. I was, I wasn't being my best self in that relationship and I had to break it off. And then I feel like just doing that, I've had so much time to focus on veggies before noon and of course then COVID happened so that also just like again pushed me to focus on it and think about how I can um, make it a real thing amazing amazing mm -hmm. transition there Emily <laughs> um, so that takes us to our our main topic for today is breakups so <laughs> one thing I want to say <laughs> is me and Mo thought this is going to be so funny yeah. because let's be vulnerable here we are often <laughs> we are often the dumpies and Emily is a man eater so she is the dumper, dumper. <laughs> we wanted we wanted to hear her perspective on this um yeah so oh, Emily yeah. tell us like how did you like, how did you know when it was, when you had that epiphany that it was over? Like, what were you feeling? Like, what was your decision making in that time? Mm -hmm. um, I just had to really get clear on what I wanted and what my future was shaping to look like because I had become really intimate with this person. I wanted to spend my life with this person and I had a lot of love and care for him at the time. And so I just felt like that was my life. Like this was the direction it was going in. And then I had a couple of events happen and I re was realizing that I was telling myself these lies and I wasn't actually being the best version of myself. And I was becoming a different version so that I could pretend like this was the best thing and that I wanted this. And I, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I just had to get really honest with myself. Now, was this the breakup? I was this something that you had? Because I think we, I think it's said <laughs> in the breakup rule world that girls take a couple months where they know they get emotionally ready that they know that the 
that they're going to break up with someone. And this, they start plotting, yeah. like, getting ready, like, emotionally checking out, getting the bag ready, and then f- doing the damn thing. Um, was that a thing yeah. for you? Or was it you you had a day where it's an intuitive thing, where you're just like, nope, this is done. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, what was that experience for you? Like, Yeah, that's a great point. So I recently just saw that on Instagram too. I don't know like where you heard that. as, but um, We're on the same algorithm because I definitely saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and I actually, I reached out to this person who's posted about it because we kind of, we've had a few messages go back and forth. And I was like, this is so interesting because so many girls were saying that they that they were like they emotionally do that and I it's funny that was not my case at all and in hindsight I was like I wish I had mentally prepared for this Mm -hmm. like this has been so hard it was so difficult for me to go through that breakup afterwards and not understand like the severity of the aftermath of the breakup I had no idea it was probably my first breakup that I that like was so recent and real and serious of a relationship um but yeah no I basically it just hit me like after my grandma passed away I felt her energy like Mm -hmm. I had never experienced like that before I was just she really woke me up she was like look at your life like this is your life like what do you want from it and I was like oh my gosh like I have to break up with my my boyfriend like I have to do that that's like my that's my decision to get out and to create my life the way that I want to to do with it or what I want to do with it and it's just because I wasn't being the best version of myself and I was not living up to the best possible version or vision that I had for myself Mm -hmm. and I don't know if I could have ever done that with him because I just think that at the time he has hit his own issues and even for myself like I had my own things to figure out how did Mm -hmm. you do it yeah yeah so (laughs) we're like tell us so we know do you regret how you did it (laughs) I do regret how I did it looking back I I'm like shocked the way I did it um yeah I I just it was very so we did long distance technically um he was away at the time and we just said goodbye and we were planning Christmas break we wanted to go away and we were also talking about moving in together like there was so much on on the table and Mm then um we always would say to each other like I'll never waste your time like we'll always be honest about where we're at in this relationship and we were very like had open communication that way Mm -hmm. and so when I decided to break up with him I just knew that I had to tell him like the day I pretty much decided and so I was having a conversation with my friend and I just was like I have to do it tomorrow like Mm-hmm. I was I'm understanding now that like this isn't gonna work so I why waste his time why waste my time mm-hmm. so the next day I literally sent him a text message <laughs> Emma! and I know it's so bad and then I tried calling and we talked for like a minute he hung up on me and then we you talked, talked on the phone on for a minute uh, and he hung up yeah, she don't know if he actually even answered. It was really oh, okay. scary. Like I sent him the big thing because I wanted to get everything out. And I just knew that if I called him, he would hang up. Like I just mm-hmm. know that that would be like his first reaction. Mm-hmm. But we talked on the phone like several times after. And I remember one night just like three hours on the phone, just not even really talking here. I was like crying. It was just really sad and emotional. Oh. But the thing is, is like if since we did long distance, if I hadn't done that and I had waited and then just like knew I don't think I could do that like I don't know how girls have done that I mean 
I think if you are like living with someone or of course, like you're married or something, there's so much more to it. Mm-hmm. For me, maybe not having that extra level commitment was easier to just quickly detach myself. But at the same time, it was very abrupt. And I felt like I had broken up with myself first. Mm-hmm. And so I had done that. And then I had hurt this person that I loved and cared about. Um, and it just didn't feel real for a while. But yeah, we definitely like talked the phone later on, like, few times and like sent a couple emails because <laughs> I know it was, so, like, it was a weird time it was so weird and it was right before Christmas mm-hmm. so I was like super depressed on Christmas I would have not had done that but again it's like what he's gonna come home and we're gonna be booked away somewhere and then I'm gonna tell him like I just yeah. didn't want to yeah. I didn't want to like hurt him more than I could yeah. that I needed to mm-hmm. yeah um that's crazy looking from the dumb point of view (laughs) yeah (laughs) because I had like a similar situation as to yours mine was long distance and yeah and the the dumping was through a phone call and I was just like it it was so abrupt abrupt she's still Um, reeling over it she can't get her words (laughs) (laughs) I just remember everything was happening so fast like and mm-hmm. I, I noticed, like, the past tense of how he was speaking to me, like, <laughs> the classic, you know, everything's just been so fun and great, and, and, you know, I've just had such a good time, and the past tense was coming, and then all of a sudden he, he had done the damn thing, and I was in shock, and I didn't know what to say, and I want to know if this happened to you, but, so I- after this phone call happened, I was like, I just got dumb, and I was bawling my eyes out, and yeah. I got that spew of energy which this is when we come back I want to talk about why it's really important to communicate how you feel um this spew of energy that I was so pissed off that this person one he wasn't he did not live so far from me that he didn't have the sake of talking to me in person that I just said all the wrong things like I got so angry and pent up because I felt like I didn't have anything to say on the phone and I just sent the most out of the person that I am right now, text message, just going off about all the things he had done wrong and why, like, he was messed up and, like, this was all his fault and, oh, God, I cringe at the thought of that. But yeah, um, I, I've i had friends who have gotten dumped and they're like, oh, yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> you just send that messy text. It's part of it, girl. But did yeah, you yeah. get that? I didn't get that. No. Oh, it, he's a mature no, guy. I didn't. <laughs> um. That's that's crazy though. When you said you phone called, was it a FaceTime or was it straight up on no, the phone? No, it was that. It wasn't even worse. He just he just phone called me, and we had had gotten into a he. I was supposed to go over that weekend, and I had booked off like three days or whatever. And then the last minute, the day before, I was supposed to go over to see him. He said, "I don't think I can do this weekend," and he made up some lie, which I knew because we had been in a relationship for so long I knew how he was lying yeah and the fact that he wasn't truthful with me was bothering me and then later he just called me and I was like you don't even have the decency to like face to face like and he just called me and was like yeah like, yeah I'm just not happy and I was so mad at him for saying that but in realistically like that's mm-hmm. a good enough reason yeah unfortunately I mean, you wish do you wish that you had just gone and had done it in person? Or do you think looking back now is better that you did it over the phone? Um, I think I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing because okay. how the person I am today has a lot to do with how that 
mm-hmm. worked out. And I, I imagine the same kind of thing happened for you too. So I wouldn't go and change anything because, yeah. you know, I like mm-hmm. where I am now and I like how the, everything worked out. But that's yeah. just so funny that I just wanted to know if you got that messy craziness of X yeah. back. And did you regret the breakup later? Um. Yeah, well, a loaded question there. <laughs> I, yes, yes I, or no answer, please. <laughs> so, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, I, like, I didn't get the angry text or anything. I got, like, a couple. I, it was, honestly, it was really sad. It was just, like, really, really sad. Um, he agreed with me. He was like, yeah, you deserve the world. Like, I think you know like he's like I want different things for us too and and mm-hmm. like I don't like you know it was just really sad it was just like one of those things where my mind was so made up and I was so determined because I was in a trance like it did, hadn't even hit me I was I was mm-hmm. just like I couldn't feel it um and I don't regret the breakup but I do regret how I did it but at the same time like you can always look back mm-hmm. in life and think what I could have should have and Maybe I could have done things differently, but I did the best that I could at the time. And I still just would not have been able to mm-hmm. continue this like facade when I know that I was going to break up with him and have him come home and us mm-hmm. take off time together to be like, it just yeah. would have been so much I more definitely commend you and, for doing yeah. that though, for taking the step mm-hmm. to end things um, versus well, leading him on or just ghosting him. Right. Can you oh. even imagine can you ghost in a relationship like that? Oh my god, yeah. I don't yeah. can you ghost when you're in a like a one year relationship? That would That's be... dumb and immature and it, it just shows in the first place why you shouldn't be in a relationship. People do it. People do that. Yeah. I have never ghosted anyone. I take full pride in that. Exactly. I send the like cringy text <laughs> even after like one date being like, hey, like <laughs> don't be his phone anywhere. It's not like, you. It's best of luck with life. Because I don't want that on my conscience. Like I, I don't want that in return. And like, luckily, I, I probably yes, have right? been ghosted, but like not to my like consciousness. Like most guys that I've ever like gone on a few dates with, or like you know per- been pursued by or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like eventually, it doesn't work out. But there's been like a conversation about it. Wow, you're so lucky. <laughs> yeah, I am. I don't know. Ghosting freaks me out. I think I've only ever ghosted one person, but the reason I ghosted was because this man just broke up with his girlfriend, and I was like, sir, I'm gonna do you a favor, (laughs) you're not ready, (laughs) but, um, it, I have tried, I'm, I'm very communicative, so I I do communicate, like, hey, I'm not really, like, this is not really working, um, and I've done that, and I've been, or even if I was into the person, and I was like, oh, I have this priority at this moment, and I'm not willing to trade it for someone right now. Yeah. I did that once with a guy and he was like, okay, well this thing doesn't start till this thing. So I'm going to take you a date, take you on a date on Wednesday because I know you still like me, but like, I was like, dude, I'm telling you this is not happening. And they were still like pushing for it. Right. So it's okay, just but, crazy. But, but like, were you kind of interested in him or I you weren't? I, I was like, meh. It was like, not really. And I, I, I had, I thought I had expressed that concisely. Yeah. But then I also went, regardless or not, I'm right now doing this and I can't trade this at this time. And I, I you have your time and I, I wish you the best and blah, blah, blah. And he just right. mm-hmm. nailed it back in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, 
<laughs> I think though, like just play devil, devil's advocate. Okay, I think that that's if, why I I was, if I was being like that guy, I would, and I thought you were really like awesome and I wanted to pursue you, I would take that as an opportunity to be like, okay, cool. Well, that's fine. If you have other obligations, let me know when you're free and I will love that. you. And I want to, you know, so it's like, if you aren't feeling it and it is an excuse, like you being too busy, which is the excuse I think most people will use when mm-hmm. they're trying to get rid of someone. Um, you have to also say, I'm not feeling it. Or I see you as a friend. Like you have to give that <laughs> double like whammy. Like, just, make it just really clear. Right in the heart. <laughs> like I will say it wasn't that I wasn't into him because we, I, I wouldn't say that I wasn't into him <laughs> because we did uh, ha- uh, hang out at some point, but I just knew about, it was, it was, I wasn't trying to be like, oh, I'm busy. Like I genuinely couldn't. Yeah. And, um, it just, it rubbed me the wrong way. Like, your answer of being, like, if you're really into that person, you'd be, like, hey, you know, when you're free, just let me know, blah, blah, blah. I would have mm-hmm. loved that answer so much more, but because he was persistent and annoying about it, I yeah. it just completely turned me off, and I was, like, oh, Yeah, you just weren't into it. I think that's, I was like, in yeah. the trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan, have you have you ever been, um... You know what, I'm sitting here situation? listening to you guys, and I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, like, the here. privilege. <laughs> like, I'm over here <laughs> hanging on for dear life. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's been so long, but um, I've definitely had a few of those situations, but more so me on the other end. <laughs> Stop it. That's okay, though. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, absolutely. I but I feel like, let's like bring it back to, I always talk about this one. I don't know why. I guess I learned the most out of it. But from my high school relationship um, that Emily, you know, actually, But I, of all, like, I was most mad at the time when he broke up with me. Um, But he's, like, been the only, not the only one, but, like, the one that, like, stuck with me the most where he actually came and got me and, like, we went for, like, a walk and, like, that's when he did it. And I was, like, so upset at the time. And, but now thinking back, like, that's the one I appreciate the most because Mm -hmm. it was so blunt and it was at that, like, at right at that point, I knew that was it. And then I never, like, hung on to it afterwards yeah you know like there was no beating around the bush like that was it yeah I love that I think that also gives you so much closure yeah like that was the one thing I didn't get with my ex was like I didn't get closure I don't know if he did but I was like so distraught afterwards and I wanted all these like questions or answers and questions and like and like just that extra like time Mm -hmm. together to solidify the breakup and I didn't Mm -hmm. get that So I think it is really nice in person when you can break up with the person and you just, you know, you can share that sadness and heartbreak together. Now, Dan, I'll ask you this. Um, Did you, did you have a feeling? Did you have that feeling? That it was coming? Yeah, yes, I knew. Girl, be intuitive. (laughs) (laughs) I knew like a week before I just felt something and I think I was in a horrible mood that whole week and I just I knew and then when he came to get me that day like it would have been like any other day but when I left my house I was like it's happening right now like (laughs) get the tissues ready when I'm home (laughs) (laughs) Um, but in terms of like general breakups like now that you guys have been through that um have you noticed like behavioral changes with yourself like within and out of the relationship oh for sure you go ahead, Em. You take stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I 
I feel like a different person. I think that it it's changed my life. It's changed me for the better. Um, I think breakups do that to you. I think they they make you realign with your values and they let you spread your wings mm-hmm. and fly because you have this blank canvas mm-hmm. now. Like you have this new sense of identity and like what what your world can look mm-hmm. like. And for me, I just wanted to look inward and I wanted to understand myself more and like what I, what my role was in that relationship, what I brought to the table, like how I showed up or how I didn't show up. Um, I definitely thought about those things and like wanting to just understand myself better. And I think now going forward, I feel like a different person from doing Mm -hmm. that. I feel like you learn so 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 much about yourself and is why I think after you get broken up with or you're out of a serious relationship you should just really take that time for yourself because you'd be amazed at the at the certain revelations you come within yourself through that time and you just kind of learn like the type of person you actually want to be with and what you're willing to put up with what you're not willing to put up with what type of like core values mean to you what that means to another person and it's just so crazy how it just unfolds this version of you and I think that's why it makes the grieving process let's say so much worse Mm -hmm. because one I feel like you're coming into close with the relationship and mourning that but you're also mourning the type of person you were in that relationship because you're not them anymore Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of like when I think of the girl I was in that relationship I'm like like it is so gross and yeah 100 and you right? just and you, you're so but you're so rose-colored glasses thinking of the of the most mm-hmm. and you're not listening to anyone which everyone around you is sometimes your warning signs but um yeah mm-hmm. it's a very much developed um it got me on the self-love journey it got me on the self-improvement journey it just it's crazy what breakups mm-hmm. do to you like like I exactly. kind of wish everyone go, could go through a breakup like every single person sorry about it I always say this like religiously and there's nothing wrong with people that stay with their first boyfriends or whatever. Um, but I am so happy that that's not me and that I've been through heartbreaks and I've been through multiple relationships because every single relationship, you learn something new about yourself and -hmm. something that you're not willing to put up with or something that, you know, you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So it, everyone changes you for the better. Oh, Absolutely. Now, I want to ask you, Em, um, did you, do you think you were in love? Um, Was that love or was it lust or was it something you were holding on to? Was it the lifestyle, the, um, just a certain part or aspect of him that made you stay or? Um, I definitely was in love. I was like head over heels in love. Mm -hmm. I was blinded by love. (laughs) I think that was like the whole problem. I I think that I was just, yeah, like swept away. I wanted love's a drug, right? Mm -hmm. So you're getting all these like happy, good feelings. And, and I think when you're in a relationship and you are in love with someone, there's a lot that you miss because Mm -hmm. you're also falling in love um, with like the best thing that you see in them. And when I now like going forward, my next relationship, I feel like I've been able to kind of understand how, I can just try to have a lot more discernment in my next one because I ignored so many red flags in my last relationship Mm -hmm. and I had to be like, why did I do that? Like, what was it in me that wanted to continue this, even though I saw things that I didn't think were going to 
ultimately bring me happiness in the Mm -hmm. time I was so um like in love or in that your um I was gonna say your your what's that word euphoria euphoria yeah (laughs) she's educated like like, euphoric like I don't know view of it and Mm -hmm. it was like a drug so I was addicted and I just Mm -hmm. wanted more and I didn't care like any about anything I just want to be with this person Mm -hmm. um I think yeah, I mean, for I think I've been in lust too in other relationships, but love is so much different. Um, what does love mean to you now? Ooh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's what does love mean to me now? I think love is like the best. I think it's so fun and magical. I I think that it's the most important thing when you are being with someone. But I've also learned through this past relationship that love is not enough to sustain a relationship Mm -hmm. and if it's not going if there's not more things that outside of the love that you have for that person like if they don't align with your values or there's other things going on you cannot use love as an excuse to stay say it loud for the people in the back (laughs) yeah right (laughs) like love is not enough and i thought yeah Yeah. so that's how i think of love now Wow. Dan, what's your, um, what's your meaning to love? Meaning to love? That is, what does love mean to you? That's so deep, Mo. That's so yeah, I know. Deep. I'm just a very deep <laughs> um, person. I totally agree with Emily. Like, I am such a hopeless romantic, and I love love, and I give, <laughs> I, I give love so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I totally believe that um, it's it's not the only thing. It's They have to build a strong foundation on it. Um but yeah, absolutely. I love love and, and I'm looking forward to love. <laughs> what about you, um, Mo? Um, I think love to me now is where you can just be completely yourself, vulnerable, show every side of yourself and have no fear that this person is going to judge you for it. Because mm-hmm. I feel a like... A partnership. Love, it's a partnership. It's a lifelong ship. It's, it's not just... I see you in the good light and I'll take you for that. It's, I see you with no makeup on, crying on the ground, sobbing through an anxiety attack and I'm going to still be there for you and tell you, you look great, babe, after it. Like, you know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. that's something I see with my brother and his wife is they've been through it. And I was like, y'all are my definition definition of love. Like, you go through it, you don't care um, what happens in each other's life. You're just going to be there for each other because you just have so much love to give and receive to one another it's just yeah yeah, yeah. I and my... I also just want to add I think that you have to have self-love mm-hmm. to really show yes. up yes. Love. Yes. and if you don't have that there it's gonna it's gonna translate and it's going to show up differently for you and it's gonna it's gonna invite you into relationships that aren't gonna give you love because you're not really it's like that, that attraction thing right yeah. like I don't think I fully loved myself and like last year two years ago whenever it was whenever 2019 was was like so long ago now mm-hmm. and that's why I was able to be in that relationship because I was like finding other things to validate me myself with mm-hmm. um and yeah I think love is just about really being you know accepting someone as a whole being there for them, letting them see you as you are and being seen and seeing them, but also knowing that um, you 
you you're not gonna lose yourself in it like you mm-hmm. still know who you yes. are and mm-hmm. you will be okay with or without this this person but they're adding value to your life they're not like the source of your value yeah exactly, exactly. yeah and mm-hmm. I feel like something that I read in this book called um think like a monk love this book um there was a chapter in it that talks about relationships and I thought this correlates to what you're talking about how if you don't find love within yourself, like you're going to look for it in other people. So when that happens too, when you go and you haven't really gained a relationship with yourself and you go and look at other people for a relationship, you're actually, there's like, so Jay Shetty, he's like the author of this book and he breaks down. I love down, him. Love him. <laughs> love him. Just want him to be my buddy and amigo. Um, yeah. And I wrote this down here. He has, there's five points of attraction and he does like this page where it's attraction versus connection Mm -hmm. so he says there's physical attraction which is obviously but um you're just attracted to a person's physical look and that's the only thing that like really brings you and draws you solely in and the second one is material which is like their lifestyle the power the dominance that they hold um three is intellectual where you're just um attracted and stimulated by the conversations you have with the person Four is emotional, which is you feel like they understand you from like a vulnerability standpoint in an emotional state. And then um, five is spiritual. They share the same um, beliefs and goals as you and values as you. And so when I was reading this, I was like, oh my God, like light bulb cracking and all this stuff because I feel and I don't, I hope, I don't know, I hope you guys can relate or maybe you've seen this in past relationships and I think this is good to talk about that people can learn from is I look at the relationship patterns of the people I've seen since like my breakup or even before and I was like I didn't actually really like that person I liked like let's say I really just really liked um, how they presented themselves like their lifestyle I didn't really like what them though you know but because I attach myself to this um let's let's use a material like I was a I liked their accomplishments and what they made for themselves I used that and then forced myself to think of reasons of why I should like this person because this one was the one that drew me in that main reason was the one that drew me in and I feel like some people can do that where they only are attracted to one thing of a person and then they fill in the blanks themselves to make themselves believe like this is my person and then when you, like, actually, when the time goes by and you're not together, you're like, wait a minute, did I really like that person? Or was it just, like, that lifestyle or that... Did you like them or did you like their situation? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I can see that. And that can be confusing, too, because you could probably think, like, well, this is them, like, that's what I love, you know? hmm hmm Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see... I've seen this in my friends unfortunately I've had one friend who was just telling me I remember she was just talking about her relationship and she was going on and on and on about how upset she was and she didn't feel so connected to this person and she was like oh I think I'm gonna break up and I was like okay let's do this real quick I said why do you like this person like what what do you love about this person and she was like oh he's just beautiful like he's just so gorgeous and I was like okay cool but what else and she sat there and was like um, I, 
I think we have a good time together. And I was like, do you think or you know? Because if you if, if, if you had a good time with someone, you would know. You would feel that because it would make you want to, you know, hang out with them more. You would be, it it impact you in a way. And she was like, yeah, you're right. Um, I was like, dude, like, did you guys have good conversations together? She's like, not really. And I was like, do you know where he's going in his life? Is it aligned with yours? And she's like, not really. <laughs> we went through this thing and then we figured out like she only really liked this person because she thought they were so physically attracted and she liked to be seen with that person. It was mm-hmm. not that she actually really liked this person for who they were and they aligned with everything that she had. So I think that's important for listeners to keep in mind when you're looking into relationships mm-hmm. to figure out if you're actually liking this person for the full benefit not the full benefit but for fully who they are and not just like picking one thing and then forcing yourself to think of the many reasons to why you should really like this person yeah like yeah. Get, if you were to do that get rid of that one thing in your mind and then would you still be so into them right mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly and I, I think that circles back to what we were talking about earlier and just knowing your core values and then also having that self-love for yourself knowing like what you are looking for and knowing yourself so well and feeling so full on your own so that when that person comes along but only checks one of your boxes or only gives you that like you know oh my gosh he's like so dreamy look at him he's so hot mm-hmm. it's that won't feel as like to like they'll just be like well yeah like but I need it. yeah it's yeah. just not gonna do it for you exactly what's your love language em yeah what's your love language em Oh, um, me and my cousin were just talking about that. I think mine is words of affirmation. To give or to receive? Um, to receive. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I feel like you give it too. We'll probably give too. Like it's probably um, both ways. And then um, quality time. I did. Ooh, I'm, I feel yeah. that with just this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but um, words are tricky because actions are so much more you know like you should only take words at face value at this point and I think mm-hmm. that I get tripped up there and so I can get really attached to words and I can really you know someone could tell me something and I believe it because I want to believe I want to believe it but then mm-hmm. they're doing something completely opposite and I have a hard time differentiating between the two of them yeah right. or they tell you everything that they know you want to hear just to keep you on the keep you on the riff for a while and then after they yeah. they actually don't do or follow through with the things they actually said they were going to do or how they actually feel or whatever yeah um I want to ask you as uh, there's some questions we had and I, you've actually answered most of them um yeah. what advice do you have for those going into a serious relationship or at the beginning stages of a serious relationship um yeah, I would say communication. I know you probably hear it all the time, mm-hmm. but if I can give whatever experience I had was, I thought I was the queen of communication. I mean, I have a podcast <laughs> now. Like, you think I would be loving communication? Yeah. And especially just with my history of like never ghosting and always saying that text, I still was really poor in that department in my last relationship and there are so many things that I didn't say didn't express and it, it like confuses me now because again like I've I've so I've evolved so much mm-hmm. that I can believe the conversations that I never had and the things that I never said but communicate and if 
I could break it down even further just because again, it's something that we always hear. Like I heard it too, but I still never did it. When there's things that are going on in those moments, like you have a gut feeling or something comes up and you want to say something and it might not be the usual conversations that you guys are used to having. So it can feel kind of scary and you don't want to rock the boat or Mm -hmm. you're afraid of what their answer might be or how it might come across. You just got to go for it and you just got to communicate and you got to create that open space because it's they're usually probably feeling it too mm-hmm. from time to time and they want to address something or they want to say something to you. And if you don't have an open space for you guys to come together and communicate and to express your feelings in those moments and like address them then and there, they end up piling up and then it just becomes so messy because you can't keep track of like what you said or what you didn't say, mm-hmm. or, you know, like those little things just build up and then it becomes this huge issue. But it really just started with like a couple little things that you ignored. Yeah. I feel like I tell my friends that all the time. I tell them if you if you're not able to if you if you feel uncomfortable going to your partner um to ask them about a hard question or have those hard conversations and yeah. that's a difficulty for you now, you should really go and try and deal with it now because it's just going to set you up for failure in the future yeah. you're going to start building up resentment for the person but they have no idea what's going on or you're not communicating it properly. Yeah. And usually communication does make it better and how you get through something and how you guys overcome an obstacle together and go through challenges usually can real like reignite you and help Mm -hmm. you guys move along further and get stronger because like every time I've ever gone through a conflict with someone, it always makes us stronger when we are able to move past that and to have like expressed both sides and understand like an agreement or come to understanding about it yeah and and you can also think about like what are you asking your friends like what are you complaining to your friends about or what are what's on your mind that you're sharing with your friends but you're too scared to talk about with your partner and and yeah and my other advice would just be that people don't fit in a box like Mm -hmm. you don't fit in a box they're not going to fit in your perfect box so don't try to confine someone to that either. Like, yes, except someone that might be in different boxes than you, you know? That's some good Yeah, your partner's going to be their advice. own person too, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, there's, I think, one more part I want to cover for breakups in general. Um, yeah. How did you cope with the morning with a breakup? Like, how did you deal? Like, what are some things you did to help you get back on your feet? let's say, because I feel like a lot of people when they're going through a breakup, they really, it feels like your entire world is crashing down and you, there's no tomorrow, like it's the worst. And I feel like a lot of people need, are always asking or wondering um, how they can make that process easier or how to overcome that process. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to look different for everyone. And I think for me, I just didn't want distractions. I didn't want to get lost in something that would like alter my perception or or like I don't know I kind of want to just like feel really sad and go through it and Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's for everyone it was really hard like I'm not gonna lie it was it was like I felt like I was battling depression like almost Mm -hmm. every day like I had to really go through the motions and sit with my feelings because again like I wasn't angry with my partner and I wasn't feeling that like like, oh, I'm so much better. I was looking inward and I was like, okay, Emily, like, what do we have to work on? What are we going to do about this? How are we going to take this pain, put it to a purpose? Like, Mm -hmm. like, how am I going to 
evolve and create this so I can learn from it and not have it hold me back. And I did a lot of self-reflection. I was journaling a lot. I spent a lot of time alone, but I also did try to to do things with my friends and console on them, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't really on like the party scene. And I definitely wasn't trying to like go out and like meet other people. I didn't, I don't think I could even have like thought about doing that. Um, And then COVID hit and like that probably made it a bit worse because it really like drew that like dragged on for a long yeah. time I was definitely ready to like socialize and go out by the mm-hmm. time summer rolled around and I wasn't able to like really fulfill that but um yeah just I, it's just hard it's it's different for everyone but definitely just also say you know it's funny you thought that you didn't have anything to say and I'm like what you literally just said is the best advice for someone <laughs> yeah I would say honestly like just feel your feelings mm-hmm. and embrace it and it might be the most like painful thing that you ever feel that was experience (laughs) I I like let my walls down I let myself feel it all and it was like really painful and it was very very scary but it it Mm -hmm. does make you better it does that's like my favorite thing is feel your feelings allow yourself to go through it you have to like your emotions your body wants Mm -hmm. to feel those emotions like let go through it right like embrace it and just Yeah. And like, just know that it's okay for it to be really painful because like I said, that was on my first breakup. So I had no idea what Mm -hmm. I was in for. Yeah. I feel like it's really, really important to understand that it's okay to feel like crap while it's going through it. Because I think I had the opposite intention and I was like, I'm going to go date anyone. And I was just like, I'm getting back back out there. I don't feel (laughs) this breakup. I'm not doing it. Yeah. But I didn't actually heal over the breakup till I was like, all right, let's take some time to sit down and reflect. Let's do this thing that everyone's talking about. And I just chilled and I was like, holy crap, there is a lot of stuff to unpack here, sis. And yeah, yeah, it's just so important to do that. Mm -hmm. And then you can go into your next relationship even more confident being like, okay, I got this. Like I've, I've grown a little bit since my last and I've learned things about myself. And now I kind of know again what I want because that perception of what you want might always be changing, but at least you can mm-hmm. like have a better idea of what it is. Yeah. So yeah. what this wouldn't be too optimistic without a little bit of, little bit of witchcraft. Um, <laughs> are you, are you manifesting your next mm-hmm. love? Are you ready? Um, I, I don't know. I like, I, I don't really know much about manifesting and like manifestation, but when I think about manifesting, I just think it's something that you are saying, like the type of energy mm-hmm. or words you use around certain things. So I guess an example would be like, if you see a really beautiful couple being super cute and you're like, that'll never happen to me versus like, I yes. can't wait for that to happen to mm-hmm. me one day. To girl, me, you that's know manifestation. Okay. Positive that's intention. Yeah, I know you girls are like the queens of manifestation. <laughs> Yeah, so I would just say that um, I would, yeah, I just talk about that. Like, I can't wait for that to happen one day. And I use my past relationships to give me that inspiration. Like, it, they weren't perfect relationships, but they had perfect little moments. And, like, there were little, you know, snippets here and there that I can't wait to experience again with love my it. next person. This is why I love that we had her on. <laughs> what about you girls? Are you manifesting no, we're manifesting everything, man. Always manifesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Dan, are you manifesting a man? At the I moment? hope so. I've been. I know so. 
I, I've been saying my affirmations, okay? I know it's coming. I'm getting yes, those girl. TikTok um, tarot card readings. <laughs> They're telling me it's coming, I and to, I believe them. I need to delete your TikTok. I need to get out of that. I just don't know where oh, to go. God. Like, I'm not going to meet them in this little office storage room no. that I've created. So I just don't right? understand how you're supposed to go out anymore. And like me, anyone. And I guess during the COVID pandemic, we're not supposed to, but. I think right now I'm telling myself if the perfect, the perfect person in my head, they're, they probably exist. No, they exist. I'm not probably. They They exist. Where is this probably coming from? I was watching you guys. I was making sure you caught (laughs) on to it. Um, They exist Mm. because I exist. And I don't mean that in a, oh, like I'm so awesome, but I am. But I mean like. I'm in on this world, so there's someone else who is supposed to become come into my life. Like you're supposed to come in my life, Danny. Emily's supposed to come in my life and impact me in some way. So there's this person that I have, and that seed has been put in my head for a reason because they exist. It may take 20, 30 yes. years. God's sake, it might not even be this lifetime, but that person exists. <laughs> and that's what I tell myself. Totally. That's so funny you say that because. Um... I feel like that really resonates because I feel like Emily was brought into my life to make me a better person. And the poor thing had to deal with so much of my negativity. I was so <laughs> And then Mo had to take you. over. I think you know that. When we first met, I was terrified. <laughs> I think everyone was. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we're better now. Oh, we're yeah, so much better I- now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not scared of you anymore. <laughs> I'm but for so long, I was that. like, oh, so Danny Chick's asking me to, like, rearrange Dude, the couch. Dude, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And we would, like, pull the main apart. So, but look how far yeah. we've come. That's too funny. I know. It's just so fun. I love you girls. I miss the saloon so much. Is that what we call it? The saloon? The saloon. The saloon. Look at you catching on. <laughs> when we're vaccinated, we're all going to come and hang out at the saloon. Yeah. I think that really brings us to the close of our potty. This was so, so much fun and so insightful, Em. That's why I'm so glad we had you on. Thank you so much. Um, that was that was so amazing. And we love you so much. And everyone, um, please go follow Emily and VBN, Veggies Before Noon. She's going to do great things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Please come out with merch so I can have a VBN. Um, so yes. I'm really getting excited about that. <laughs> yeah well, thank you girls so much for having me on your show and I'm so happy that you girls have the podcast too I love listening to you I think it's so fun having like two friends that are getting to just like come on here and chit chat thank you thank you so much okay we love you bye